Is there some sort of code, a cipher, involving the seven-year Jewish Shemitah years that point to things to come? Are such things just purely myth? Is there really a Bible code in the Bible? Should we even care if there is? Do such things like this serve as a prophetic fingerprint from God, proving the Bible is actually truly divinely inspired, identifying how close we are to the end times? Or will things just go on just how they always have gone on? With that, welcome to the Christian Marauder Show as we continue exploring God's prophetic fingerprints to the end times, the Shemitah cipher. Did you know that the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This goes for the key word meanings, metaphors, parables, history of the Bible, festivals, feast days, Sabbath days, even the Torah, and even numbers found in the Bible. You know, I got to tell you, last week's message stirred up some controversy between people wanting to know more on this subject that I was talking about, and others who think exploring all the various features of the Bible is just simply a waste of time, especially Sabbaths, feast days, Bible numbers, and so forth, etc. Again, let me give you the, the disclaimer here, folks. Translations of large Bible numbers is very difficult to do. I began this several years ago, like I said before, to disprove the folks who claim of getting prophetic insights from the Jewish lunar year, what the year will be like. Why? Because they all promise the same thing. They hear that the year 5775 will be a year of payback. The next year is going to be all your dreams come true. And then you're going to have some sort of breaker anointing. And then another year is all about who would become president this last cycle was. People were predicting who would be president by looking at Bible numbers. It is, that is stupidity gone to seed and people becoming all balloon brain. No other way to say it. You cannot interpret numeric values of Bible numbers to divine such nonsense. You really can't. It doesn't work like that. Again, what I presented last week, you must take everything that I teach here with a grain of salt. Never go number happy or depend upon number meanings alone to figure things out. The Bible teaches that the feast days, new moons, and Sabbath are foreshadows that all point to Jesus, and the same goes for Bible number meanings. Let me say this. Bible numbers and all scripture all point to Jesus Christ and glorify him. These help reveal the vast intelligence of God Almighty, proving the authenticity of his written word, the Bible. It has his fingerprints all over it and helps us understand the times upon which we live. Despite this, there are naysayers out there and saying, this ain't so. I get it. I got to say, I get it. it. There's a lot of Babylonian stuff, which I call BS, Babylonian stuff out there concerning number meanings. Again, I present this as a hypothetical thing, not a definitive act. So take all this with a grain of salt, especially tonight's exploration of some interesting facets about the Shemitah cycles. Bible number meanings are a tool that point to Jesus Christ, proclaim the glory of God in ways I never thought possible. I discovered that there are rules for Bible number translations that line up with grammar and so forth, etc. What I found in my study of biblical numbers for over the years here is I found a rhythm that follows a seven-year cycle, first seen in the first verse of the Bible, and also 
concerning the law of Jubilee Shemitah years, seen in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 8 and 9. And, it's, and I quote from the New King James, And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years, and the time of seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you forty-nine years. And then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. You shall make the trumpet sound throughout all the land. Okay, that's very important. And that is a seven-year cycle. Hope you can see that. So, folks, look on your screen. Each seven-year cycle is called a Shemitah, which the Jewish Virtual Library explains, and I have the quote as well as the website on the screen here. And I quote, The Shemitah represents the end of a shared calendar cycle. According to the Bible, it is a time when debts are forgiven and the land is allowed to rest from the constant farming endured during the year. This is known as the Sabbath year as it occurs every seven years, aligning with the Sabbath that occurs every seven days. This cycle of allowing fields to rest was mandated in the Torah and is still practiced by modern Israelis. In the book of Exodus, the Israelis are commanded by God to plant your land and gather its produce for six years. But on the seventh year, let it lie fallow and let it rest, End quote. With that, I hope you can see that there is a definite cycle pattern. Every, there's a Sabbath every seven days. There's a Sabbath rest for the land every seven years. And 49th year and the 50th year are declared Jubilee years. Just keep tracking with me. We'll make sense out of this in just a minute. There is a definite cycle pattern of number seven seen throughout the Bible. Every Bible scholar worth their lick of salt has discovered this pattern as well. So let's get back to interpreting large numbers used in both the Jewish lunar and essence calendar year and how to interpret these numeric meanings based on this seven-year cycle. So I want to try to go and explore that according to seven-year cycles that possibly reveal things to come which connect to other prophetic scriptures in direct context and tone to these. This seven-year pattern is seen in Genesis chapter 1-1. In fact, Jewish rabbis, scholars, Christian Bible scholars as well, all have seen the same pattern and written extensively on this. You can find it easily online, what I'm about to share with you. People of greater minds than mine, like Sir Isaac Newton, also saw numeric patterns in the Bible, and they saw a code as well, just like he did. These patterns and codes prove that the Bible is divinely inspired. You're going to find out what these numbers mean and how they're applied the right way according to a seven-year cycle that sets a foundation for what is to come that lies ahead, okay? And you'll be amazed at this in just a few minutes here. In fact, in the very first verse of the Bible, this pattern is seen by what is called gematria. So what is gematria? Gematria is a system that applies numerical value to a word according to the numerical value of, of each letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Each letter of a word creates a sum total by adding all the letters together in a word. And you get this, this number for that word and calls it gematria. Okay? So with that, folks, look on your screen. The very first verse of the Bible consists of only seven Hebrew words. And uh, as you look at it, you read right to left. But it's saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And, and if you notice, there's an untranslated word here in the middle. 
And underneath of each Hebrew word that you see on the screen is a number. Like in the beginning, you got 913. That's one Hebrew word that's translated in the beginning. And all the letters add up to 913. Created all adds up to 203. God Elohim is adds up to 86. The untranslated word is 401. Heaven is 395. And is 407. And 296 is the earth. Okay, do you see that on the screen? Well, folks, the fourth word in Genesis chapter 1-1 is not translated. Okay, that's the number 401 there. Well, folks, there is a reason for this, and it really has nothing to do with proper grammar, as a lot of Jewish scholars try to point out. It is the first and last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, the Aleph and the Tav, without any prefix or suffix attached to it that would change its meaning. It's in its raw state, the Aleph and the Tav. In fact, these two letters are ignored as a reaction in order to maintain tradition. This was done largely to ignore what the scripture says concerning these two letters in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 4. Who has performed and done it, calling generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, am the first, and with the last I am he, the new King James. Isaiah 44 verse 6 says, Thus says the Lord, King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. Isaiah 48 verse 12. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. I am he. I am the first and I am also the last. And what it says in Revelation chapter 1 verses 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Revelation chapter 1 verses 17 and 18 where it says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am the living one who was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and death. Revelation 22, verse 13 says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. It's also seen in Revelation 21, verse 6. All this was kept out because the Jewish people rejected Jesus as the Messiah. Look at Isaiah 44, verse 6 again. It says, Thus says Yahweh, I'm paraphrasing here, but what capitalized means Yahweh or Jehovah. Thus says Yahweh, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, Yahweh of hosts. I tell you, the Old Testament is a very Trinitarian book. And so they reject that. They have no problem that there's seven spirits of God could be possibly, and that could refer to God being one being, one essence, and yet has seven different spirits about him. They can accept that, but they can't for some reason accept that there's Redeemer, who is called Yahweh of hosts, who is the first and the last. That is why it has been kept out. Let's look at the screen at the translation here. So if you look at the translation here, at the untranslated word, and translate it, it reads like this. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the beginning and the end, created the heavens and earth. This lines up with these verses in the New Testament. Hebrews 1, 2, chapter 1, verse 2. God has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him, referring to Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven, and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, or principalities and power, all things were created through him and for him. Again, this is out of the New King James Version. Do you see that? There's an untranslated word, it's, and that's the Aleph and the Tab, and the number is 401. So you have seven words there. 
In the first verse of the Bible, these seven words, as many scholars have suggested, God must be revealing something to us through this, these seven words, a fingerprint that follows the seven-year cycle, the number seven, the cycle of seven, I call it, the Shemitah cycle here, a pattern, if you will, that proves that the Bible is his holy word to all humanity and that he's trustworthy because he's going to reveal things from it. All scripture is inspired, all of it, every ounce, every jot, tittle is important. How so? Well, let's find out how. So again, look on the screen. You do this by adding all the gematria numbers together, and you find a sum total of 2,701. And it has a prime factor is 37 times 73. And this is what Jewish scholars and sages and Bible scholars and Christian mathematicians of all uh, pointed out, and this is why they say there's a code in the Bible. These two numbers are reversible numbers. That's what they're called. Flip each around and 37 becomes 73 and 73 becomes uh, 37. So I'm just telling you, just look at it. Do it yourself. And from the prime factors of 37 and 73, you can find the meaning of the uh, 2701 or 2701. In fact, number 37 is the 12th prime and 73 is the 21st prime. 12 and 21 are reversible too. This kind of gets your attention if you're into math because you see there's something there. Seven words and they have reversible numbers. Even the two primes that are used to 37 and um, 73, they are reversible too. Okay? These numbers and their meanings help us to understand why God created the heavens and the earth. They also reveal his plan of redemption and finally to the events seen in Revelations uh, chapter 22. All in just seven words, okay? And like I said, all these people, much greater minds than me, have pointed this out. Keep looking at the screen, folks, here. The numbers 37, for example, means a chosen servant. That's its root meaning. It means a chosen servant governing through a representative leadership. Now, 73's root meaning means Babylon or Babel system that rules the world through what the prime factor 21 says. Confusion, chaos of lawlessness, rebellion, pride, twisting of truth off the right way in order to produce sin and iniquity to rule the land, so to speak. You put this together with the context of Genesis 1-1 and you find the meaning of 2,701. It goes like this. A chosen servant who governs through his representative governing body overcomes the Babylonian Babel system that rules by confusion, chaos, lawlessness, rebellion, pride that twists the truth off the right path into sin and iniquity. So what does all this mean? It means that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming into the world, the Aleph and the Tav, he's going to govern to a representative governing body that will overcome this Babylonian system that rules by chaos and confusion and lawlessness and rebellion and pride that seeks to twist the truth off the right path into sin and iniquity. He's going to overcome it. Right in the first verse, there is a clue in this code. I find that very interesting. So with that, folks, look at your screen. Again, next, the Jewish Christian scholars and sages, along with several leading mathematicians, went on working the numbers like this. You look at the prime factors of 37 and 73 again, and if you add 3 and 7 together, you get the number 10. And 7 plus 3 equals 10. Again, those reversible numbers keep adding up to the same thing. Next, you add the two 10s together and you find 20. 
So 37 is the 12th prime number and 73 is the 21st prime number. So now add these two primes together. So you add the sums together, 3 plus 3, okay? So you end up with these three numbers in order to interpret here. So you find out the meanings of these numbers and you plug that into it, which are uh, 10, 20, and 6. Number 10 means, like I said before, is the Hebrew letter Yod. It's a pictograph of an arm. You got to have the pictograph meaning and the numeric meaning combined. Okay. And the root meaning denotes the works of an arm or hands that sends out help to do some sort of task or duty to keep you in line. It also refers to the Ten Commandments or the law because that's how it's used and translated in the Bible. Note the idea of ten is obeying and living responsible to whomever you are loyal to. For example, the Ten Commandments are actually ten responsibilities on how to live responsible toward God and each other. But let's look at number 20, what 20 means. So if you look on your screen, now scroll up to the number 20 here. The number 20 is the Hebrew letter Kaf. It is a pictograph of the palm of the hand. Its root meaning denotes a hand that pays a purchase price of redemption or a hand that judges to bless or to subdue by making distress or make one tremble to bend one the hand that allows to stop close it points out something something it comes to hold or to aid and provide palm up you give freely palm down it covers sin that's the idea of the palm a lot of different meanings how that word is used so you find the sum of six which is defined in the bible as the number for man its picture graph is of a tethered tent stake indicating who and what human beings attach themselves to many people say number six is the number of man but they don't realize it's talking about a tent peg tied down to a tent indicating who is man attached to got to have that in the definition or you miss so much in out of it keep looking on the screen Next, you add the meaning of the sum total of the gematria in Genesis chapter 1-1, which is 2,701, and you discover something rather amazing in the first seven words of the Bible that might reveal God's intent in creating the heavens and the earth. When you put all these definitions of the 10, the 20, and the number 6 there all together, they reveal something about God's intent here. So I'm going to give you the bottom line full translation of what the number 2701 is based upon by applying the context of Genesis chapter 1 1 to it and I have that part in parentheses here in the beginning a chosen servant who governs through his representative governing body overcomes a Babylonian system that rules by confusion chaos lawlessness rebellion pride by twisting truth off the right path into sin and iniquity so we add the numbers 10 20 and 6 to the definition God Elohim, by the arm of the Lord, the Aleph and the Tav, teaches mankind how to live responsible before God by providing redemption to bless and judge, so mankind can live attached to God's order of wholeness and soundness, created the heavens and the earth. Did you know that the plan of redemption was summarized in the first seven words of the Bible? So let's keep looking at your screen here, folks. You have the seven words, Hebrew words there, and the gematria written below it. And there's also a rhythmic pattern seen here that other people have noticed as well. The first three words are revealed. The fourth word, the Aleph and the Tav, is hidden. And the last three are revealed. So you have a three revealed, one hidden, with three more revealed words. So the pattern is like this. Three and then one untranslated word that's hidden, the Aleph and the Tav. 
and the last set of three words that are revealed. So you have a one, two, three, pause, one, two, three, pause, one, two, three, pause. You have this rhythm there. If you're, if you're a musician, you know what I'm talking about. So why is this important to know all this? Because understanding this three-one pattern helps one grasp the seven-year Shemitah cipher and all the possible meanings that come out of a seven-year cycle of numeric meanings. Each year has a meaning and it compiles and tells a story. The fourth year is to is it's going to branch off into a future event, but the three years lay the foundation for that event. So six of the seven Smita years, as I found out, point to events that will happen in the near future, but not for what will happen in one particular year. It's a cycle of time, folks. It's a cycle of time. The fourth year always seems to possibly point and relate to a future event that the six years lay a foundation for or the seven years actually lay a foundation for okay so that's how you interpret this is how you interpret through the jubilee shemitah cipher that fourth year acts like a trumpet blast announcing some major change is going to happen okay so with that let's look at the screen again here folks so look at leviticus chapter 25 here okay verse 8 and 9 of uh, the new king james and you shall count seven sabbaths of years for yourself seven times seven years and the time of the seven sabbaths of years shall be unto you forty-nine years and then you shall cause a trumpet of jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month on the day of atonement you shall make the trumpet sound throughout your land okay notice that on the seventh month of the tenth day of the forty-ninth year the trumpet sounds it's for us the year 2025 will be the 50th year of jubilee and the seven year prior would correlate it to the 49th year the 49th cycle according to the jubilee cycle of time here that's what i'm trying to say to find out what this seven year period would be on the 10th day of the seventh month you take 12 months divided by seven years that equal 1.7 months per year the 10 day of a 30 day month is one third or 0.3 so you do the math 1.7 times 4, 6.8, add the 0.3, and you find the fourth year correlates to the seventh month. Clear as mud, right? So, in fact, folks, this makes the fourth year the hidden year, which sets the stage for something prophetic. And the, the other six revealed years lay the foundation for that to happen in the fourth year. With that, let's see what this 49th jubilee cycle of each of the seven numeric years according to the Essenes calendar mean and see if there's anything that we might be that would apply to the last uh, four years that we lived in in the in the in, in the next three let's just see let's test this and see if the if what i found is actually verified by the historical record of the past four years and the in the future three years okay let's test this let's test it okay and see if there's a correlation to that so that's what i'm going to do and see if there's anything that connects to what we have seen in the past four years to test this what i found is what i found and i was more shocked by what i found than you all are because i'm only going to do the essence years as these seem to be more accurate than the Jewish lunar years, okay? But when I looked at this, and I, I did not 
have a preconceived notion. I wrote down the definitions, and I wrote them down as I saw them, and I saw something unfold before my eyes, and I went, whoa! Okay, that's all I can tell you. You're going to find out why I said, whoa! Okay, for time's sake, I'm going to give you the bottom line translations on screen, along with the numbers used to decipher the large numbers, so you can look at how I did this on your own. So if you look on the screen, you're going to see on the left-hand side there, 2018 to 2019, which is the year 5943. This is the this this is 2018-19 time September to September. This is the essence year 5943. So I'm going to give you the translation. Okay, here's the translation. It's very short. It says. A united movement to reject leaders and kings just to settle an account because these kings' leaders' behavior is deemed undignified, improper, irresponsible to fit their mold. So I'm going to give you a comment because a lot of this has to do with the nation of Israel. Okay? So during 2018 to 19, we saw in Israel a blatant attack on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu because he did not fit the globalist mold. They had all kinds of things thrown at them, trying to get them out of office. In fact, other world leaders who believed in their own home country sovereignty were likewise attacked. A former president of the United States was one, as well as Boris Johnson of the United Kingdom. But Boris Johnson capitulated and began parroting the Build Back Better theme of the globalist mantra. Is that correct? Did you see that happen beginning in 2018 and 19, all the way up to the current time? Okay, have you seen anything remotely that? We witnessed a concerted effort to undermine non-globalist world leaders within one's own country. Have you seen that? Is that correct? Have we seen false charges leveled against these people? Is that correct? Have you seen a proliferation of false charges against them? Is that correct? Have you seen that this continues to this very day? It did not just start in 2018. It actually began a little bit before that, as the prior numbers seem to be pointing to, but I don't have time to get into all the details on that. But uh, that's what we are looking at, folks. Just think for a second. A united movement to reject leaders and kings just to settle an account because these kings' leaders' behaviors deemed undignified, improper, irresponsible to fit their mold. Have we not seen a group in Davos who's doing this to people? Think about it. I'm going to scroll up to the year 2019 to 2020. This is the year, it's September to September. This is the year 5944 out of the Essenes calendar year. And 5944 means a time when a door is open that separates people unto Lucifer as the only god of this world by creating panic, fear, turmoil, and upheaval. Let that sink in for a second. Just It's right at the top there. Look at it. That's the first part. The second definition means this. By plowing people under so they cry out in distress. All brought about by people praising disorder, irresponsibility, breaking God's moral law, creating confusion, chaos by extolling failures to bring about their brand of judgment so they can sacrifice those outside their gate. A gate in the Old Testament times refers to a place where judgment is decreed and carried out. In this case, this is referring to Luciferian type of judgment. So here I wrote my comment down, and you can read it, and you can see the work I did on it. 
It says, we have seen in the past four years a time of increasing fear and panic affecting the entire world by certain people who extol and praise disorder, irresponsibility, the breaking of God's moral law, extolling confusion, chaos, and to bring about their branded judgment by sacrificing those outside their gate who do not agree with their use of Luciferian light and darkness. And we solved how they play both sides. Have you solved this? Did you, did you witness any of this? You know, why are people burning down cities here in the United States? Why are they extolling moral failures as a new right, an ABC uh, uh, ideology and uh, new nouns, and you can't say this word or, or this makes you this way, and, and you're about, your head's ready to explode, isn't it? Did you see anything from September 2019 to, 2000, to September uh, 2020 by chance? You know, something did happen, and this stuff. We did see it. Did you not notice? Let's look up the year 2020 to 2021, which is the Essenes calendar year. And 5945, bottom line meaning means, Behold, a time of lawlessness, rebellion, and pride that causes one's eyes to fail to see the lion lurking in the grass, seeking to move them, humble them, and make them teachable by messages to get the mark of the beast, will be deceased, commit adultery with the world, and fall away amidst a deathly silence. So I got to ask a question in my comment I wrote down there. Does this sound familiar to you? Is this happening before your eyes right now? Are opposing views on a worldwide scale being silenced in mass? Are you losing your rights? Have you noticed that any organized attempt at, of a justifiable protest against the onrush of this lawlessness and evil is met by what? A bone deafening silence correct and you're frustrated as all get out you're vexed by it you see politicians flapping their gun gums but nothing is ever done do you and, and you're being silent you're being crushed do you see anything like that happening now let's look at the fourth number which i've already gone through here this the one that these other years, these six years that I'm about to, I read three of them, the next three after this, this, after the fourth is going to make a lot more sense. This, that lays a foundation for the fourth number to happen. Look at the fourth number means, 5946, which I explained in part three. And 5946 means a time when the household of God's saints are moved to cry in unity, Son of David, have mercy on us for those that get the mark of the beast are diseased fall away behold they seek to crucify us so no one is strong enough to give praise to you O god so here's the comment so folks i was shocked how the meaning of the 2021 to 22 year and the essenes year 5945 contains the same subject as the fourth year mentions here about the mark of the beast the same number was used with a little suffix added to it about deathly silence added to it so i was actually shocked to know that it's possible what we're seeing here is laying the foundation for the mark of the beast and like i said last part three here the disease happens to be the loathsome sores caused by the first bowl of wrath being poured out on humanity in the book of Revelation, I think it's chapter 16, where loathsome sores. That's the disease that's being talked about. Nothing added. Don't add anything currently you seeing happening in the world to that. that was, this, all what you're seeing in this uh, time period has to do with setting the stage for people to receive the mark. 
Now, other people have been saying this by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and now we have it here in the Bible numbers. You think that, that God is not smart enough to tell us something? Now, this could happen within the next seven years. It could happen in 14 years. It could happen any time up to the year 6,000, okay? It could possibly happen a little bit beyond that, too. I don't know. Nobody really knows for sure. This is how, they, this is how Bible numbers work. So let's look at the next three years. Year 2022 to 2023 is the 59th, 47th Essenes year, and it means a time when faith, and lying prophets brings forth apostasy, who will humble their mockers by boasting in their wisdom and righteousness as being superior. That's the idea. So you're going to see during this seven-year cycle here, a bunch of lying prophets who are going to bring forth apostasy into the church world or into Israel as well, who humble their mockers and scoffers by boasting in their wisdom and righteousness as superior. Folks, I am witnessing this in some circles of the church world. I'm, I, I've seen this. I saw them on TV boasting that their words uh, that they spoke, uh, they derived by some Bible numbers out of the, the Jewish lunar year, that somebody was going to be president who wasn't, and now they're cascading those people who, who online and on TV said they were wrong, they did not hear from God on this matter, and they renounce it. Now, they are being made fun of by these very same people. I want you to really think about that for a second. And there is an influx of apostasy flooding into the church as well. I go down here, and, you, and I, it says in 2023 to 20, the year 2024, September to September, in the year 5948, and it means this. A time when the door of lies is open that causes people to stumble and be abandoned before tyrants. So, do you feel like you're being abandoned before tyrants? Do you see tyrants always winning out, evil coming in like a flood and winning all the time, and nobody's doing anything about it, and you're met by deathly silence? But we will see what we shall see if what I say here is correct or not. I just thought it was interesting as an interesting translation. So we'll keep looking at your screen. In the year 2024 to 25, which is the 59th, 49th year of the Essenes year, and it means this, a time of moving man or people to follow their heart's desire by grasping for riches and exalting darkness, which causes the watchman to cry out, how long will this darkness last? All said with great travail and issuing forth the warnings are with warnings. So if I do the last three years together, you have lying prophets, you have people being thrown to tyrants, and now this fits the apostasy as well, being mentioned as well, in a threefold witness. This three-witness pattern, the first three years, the thing that's leading to in the fourth year, and these other three numbers all coalesce and, have, and share something about apostasy. So, do you see uh, a time of moving people to follow their heart's desire by grasping for riches and exalting darkness, which causes the watchman the God to cry out, how long will this darkness last with great travail and warnings? Have you seen any of this happening worldwide? Do you feel like very vexed inside? You pray with great travail. Have you ever done that at what you see? You mourn about it? Do you warn people or have you ever tried that and you see the response you get is bone silence? Or do you see the seeking of riches and wealth of new and greater God encounters got you distracted so much that you don't pay attention to the lions lurking in the grass ready to devour you? I mean, I mean, come on, just think about what I'm saying here. Just think about what's being said here, what is being revealed here, folks.
So folks, what do you think about this? Is there anything to this? To be, to be honest, folks, I did not expect to find anything remotely related to any current worldwide events when I did this. I had no agenda. I, had, I went as a blank slate. Again, you got to take all of what I say here. It's a total grain of salt and pray about it and see if it will play out or not. And, and, and if not, not. But you got to understand, it can happen in this cycle or it can lead up to several Smita cycles, but it's laying a pattern, a foundation for that fourth year to happen about the mark of the beast. How long that will be is anybody's guess. Could be any 54 years, could be 100 years. We just don't know. I'm just saying this is interesting. Presented as a hypothesis, not a thus saith the Lord. I'm not trying to divine the future by this. I'm just giving you my findings. Let you make up your own mind. I pray that God intervenes and grants us, his church and his people, to wake up and call upon his strength to overcome and endure this, if anything else can come out of it. Maybe all the crazy push for globalism is going to cease. I don't know. Well, that, after all, is the purpose of God is to get folks to repent. And if they don't, who knows? You know, it can set up this time for the end times to happen. As it says, clearly out of the prophetic fingerprints from the Bible itself concerning the end times, when people fall away from God and want nothing to do with them anymore, and they're turned over to their own debased minds to do those things that are not fitting. So it remains to be seen if this is really going to happen. But I'm telling you, we are seeing some of this stuff happen right now. And it, it makes you shake your head. There might be something to this, or there might not. With that, I personally have no idea what to think about all this. Other than prepare your heart and mind, as the Bible says, to simply overcome and not be taken off guard. Again, all this may come to nothing. However, if this is correct, who knows? It may be time for us to get it together, folks, and get strong in the Lord. And I'm going to end with this caveat because some people are going to be going, Oh no, what are the next seven years? What the next seven years from 2025 to 2032 are going to be all about here? Yeah, that's, I'm going to run through it really quickly, put it on the screen here like I did before. And I'm going to do the Essenes year uh, for the 50th Jubilee year in 2025 and the seven years that follow, folks. What I found on these seven years was equally very shocking. Why? Because it appears to contain God's possible, I say possible, response to the seven years the enemy is coming in like a flood. That's years ago. I discovered this pattern when I was doing Bible numbers. I discovered how Bible number meanings work and how they reveal the enemy's plan and then they reveal God's response or God's response and the enemy's plans. It just kind of goes back and forth like that. And when I did my study on Bible numbers, I even mentioned that. And I'm not kidding, folks. So let me roll this out with just the meaning of each of these years as quickly as I can. So the year 2025, the 26th, September to September of the year 5950 is the 50th Jubilee. Its first meaning, and there's two meanings here, it says, a time when the house of God beholds God's perfection, soundness, wholeness, completeness, overcomes the enemy in absolute total victory during the time of the sword when the sword of the Lord is unleashed. Second meaning, a time when the prophets and messengers of God's house are in great distress, grief, anguish for proclaiming law, order, responsibility back to God, proclaiming jubilees from sin and God's purging fire that overcomes the enemy in absolute total victory during the time when the sword or the sword of the Lord is unleashed. And so let me give you the comment right here.
The second shade of meaning appears to fit the role of the two witnesses seen in the book of Revelation and the 144,000 Jewish evangelists mentioned as well in the book of Revelation, as well as mentioned elsewhere in the Bible, like the two witnesses are, are the two branches or the two candlesticks seen in the book of Zechariah. So let's look at what the next year has to say. So let's look at the year 2026-27, September to September, the year 5951 out of the Essenes calendar year. It's a time when God's children will see the sun set on the wicked along with the mystery of darknesses, disorder, chaos. All these will fail. That's what I found in the meaning. Look at the year 2027 20, to 28, which is the 5952. It's a time when the door opens to separate those in covenant fellowship with God away from those who unite themselves to break fellowship with the household of God. Next is the fourth hidden year, which points to some future event. This is the year 2028 20, to 29, which is the Essence year 5953. And its definition is, a time when judgment of fearful equity is sent against the mystery of darkness for breaking God's moral law, which has brought about disorder, confusion, chaos, and failures witnessed by many judges. So, as we begin to see a pattern here, this is pointing to a future time when God's children will see the sun set on the wicked, a time when the, God's separating those in covenant fellowship with God away from those who broke fellowship with God. All the Shemitah cycles do is lay down a, a pattern that can be seen in the future if things go on as they go on, okay? And if someone repents, that cycle can be delayed, but it will go on in the future. Are you following me? I hope you track with me. It does not mean that it will happen in those years or at that time. Even the years I just read lays a foundation for all this to happen. They can go for quite a while before this other kicks in. So the year 2029 20, to 2030, which is the 5954, is a time when the household of apostasy, depravity, rebellion, and hubris, anger, the enemies of God, all of these wicked tribes are assembled together and revealed by fire. I find again, just like I did the other translation, how this interpretation of the year 5954 connects with this final judgment. It just connects. I'll scroll back to it and you can look at it. I can, you look at it right there. A time when judgment, fearful equity, is sin against the mystery of darkness for breaking God's moral law, which brought about disorder, confusion, chaos, failures, witnessed by many judges or witnesses. Go here to the year 5954, a time when the household apostasy, depravity, rebellion, hubris, anger, the, the enemies of God, all these wicked tribes are assembled together and revealed by fire. Year 30, 31, 59, 55 out of the Essenes year is a time when those are united together to behold the revelation of the law of Moses, the Passover, the feast days, all miraculously fulfilled. I thought that was pretty awesome. If you understand what that's being said, if you ever study the feast days, all being fulfilled. This is incredible. In the year 2031 to 32 there, this is the 5956 Essence uh, solar year here. It's a time when the creative works of the spirit of the high priest fills all in all. Okay, and we know that Jesus is the true Messiah. He is the high priest, as the Bible teaches. So, a time when the creative works of the spirit of the high priest, Jesus, fills all in all. I thought that is incredible. So, folks, when you think about all this, what can I say? Give you this disclaimer again. Did I get all these numbers right? That remains to be seen. 
this is food for thought. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm presenting it. I was trying to disprove it, and I thought I would disprove it by going in there and deciphering it the, like the seven years before when I found out, wow, what's I just deciphered describes the events that we just witnessed for the past four years. And I, I just disproved my own theory because I thought I was disproving it. I didn't think anything would be there. Okay. But is there something to this? Take it with a grain of salt. Okay. This is not as a thus saith the Lord, nor is it something like Bible prophecy of some prophet getting up there to say. I'm just saying this is what I found. Consider it. Chew on it. Reject it if you like. It doesn't matter to me. Also note, next week we're going to get back to looking at the prophetic fingerprints of God seen in the scriptures, folks. And one last thing I want to share with you to top off like icing on a cake here. I want you to look at the screen because some may be wondering if the seven gematria sums seen in Genesis chapter 1, they're meaning each individual number like 401 and 913, so forth, etc., have some meaning to it. And what does that meaning come out to in Genesis chapter 1? I'm going to close with this. Yes, it does. So with that, let's look on um, your screen. So you look, So you look on the screen here. And you see the translation, you see the number 913, the number 203, the word, number 86, 401, 395, 407, and 296. In the beginning created God, untranslated, the heavens and the earth, okay? You see that up there? So you have to look on the screen to see what I'm talking about. Here's a translation of 913 of them all together. And I put the number meanings down there on the bottom down there. It says, translation, it says, be still, O mortal flesh, and know that I am God, because the enemy grows stronger, causing nations to worship false gods and forsake me. Yahweh, the Lord, who saves and sets captives and prisoners free, who stops the rebuilding of chaos, disorder, dysfunction, and people toiling under tyrants and kings. Yes, I think God is trying to tell us something from these meanings. Now, someone asked me, he says, is this the secret code you found out of Gematria? No, I don't use Gematria because I found out that Gematria doesn't always work like this. In fact, you get some really scrambled translations that make absolutely no sense. There's another hidden code I'm not going to reveal what that is. But this one here is, uh, is so obvious. and It appears in the first seven words there, as you see on your screen. And you apply the definitions of, of 913, 203, 86, 401, 395, 407, 296. And that's the definition that comes up. I think that is profound. In other places of scripture, Gematria does not work like that at all. Okay, I'm just telling you. Gematria has a point in its place, but it's not the and all, wherewithal of all Bible interpretations. So folks, with that, I'm going to roll out the screen, as usual, with uh, a plug for Joss Peck's Daily Renegade. I would suggest that in this day and time, where there is deathly silence and people, we can be the, uh, unplugged from social media at any second. You might have to go to a website that are very expensive to maintain and become a member of the Daily Renegade. And so the information's up on your screen to see that as well. If you'd like to support what I do and you think this is interesting, it does take a lot of my time and a lot of work. I really wasn't planning to go this way, but I'm going to get back on track. The following weeks where I really was intending to go. I just took a side note because this is where the Lord led me to 
by people asking me questions and seeing the naysayers coming at me. And so I said, okay, I might as well check this out. And this is what I got. If you want to support me, what I do, my contact information, how to do so through PayPal, it's all there on your screen. With that, you guys be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.